The Oxford Centre for Triple Value Healthcare, 3B, is a social enterprise with the goal of building capacity and capability in healthcare to increase value. As part of its mission, 3B promotes the dissemination of knowledge. From our library of almost 1,000 books, we have produced short downloadable podcasts that summarise the most important classic books, book pods. These are essential for anyone working in healthcare and enable you to learn while you walk, drive or travel by bus or train. Enjoy this week's book pod and ensure you get a new one downloaded by subscribing to Radio Value from your usual podcast provider. Few things divide people who are middle class and well educated as much as climate change. Usually, this group of people, of which obviously I'm one, are people who have a common view on cigarette smoking, on alcohol, on development and crime. But climate change is still one of the great dividing issues. There's some people who don't believe it's happening. Or if it is happening, it's not significant. Or if it is significant, it's not due to our activities. Other people believe it is happening. It's significant. And it is due to our activities. And it's something that we could stop. Indeed, something we must stop. Because of this controversy, Tony Blair asked someone called Nicholas Stern to conduct a review. Now, Stern was a very distinguished person when he was asked to do it. And uh, he was advised the UK government on the economics of climate change and development. And he was head of the Government Economic Service and second permanent secretary to Her Majesty's Treasury. Great title, second permanent secretary. He assembled a team of researchers and produced this major book published by Cambridge University Press called The Economics of Climate Change. And it was first published in 2007. And it's a big book. It's over 600 pages long. 692, to be precise. Part one is about their methods. Part two is about the impacts of climate change and growth and development. And uh, Stern knew a lot about this because he'd previously been in charge of the government policy for development in Africa. Part three is in the economics of stabilisation. Stabilisation and what was called mitigation, stopping things getting worse. Part four was policy responses for mitigation and is looking at things like carbon pricing and accelerating technological innovation. And part five were the policy responses for adaptation. So these were the two main mechanisms that Nicholas Stern put forward, mitigation and adaptation. Mitigation and adaptation. And he distinguished between adaptation in the developed world and adaptation in the developing world. And then finally, part six, there was an international collective action. And the book is highly logical and undoubtedly provides a good basis for international action. But of course the problem is getting people to act internationally. Let me give you the summary of the conclusions. Number one, and I'm using his words now, there is still time to avoid the worst impacts of climate change if we take strong action now. Number two, climate change could have very serious impacts on growth and development. And here he was looking at 
the global average temperature rising more than 2 degrees centigrade. He does say that in the longer term there would be more than a 50% chance the temperature would rise above 5 degrees centigrade more. And, I quote, this rise would be very dangerous indeed. It's equivalent to the change in the average temperature from the last ice age to today. Conclusion number three, the costs of stabilising the climate are significant, but manageable. Delay would be dangerous and much more costly. Four, action on climate change is required across all countries, and it need not cap the aspirations for growth of rich or poor countries. Five, a range of options exist to cut emissions. Strong, deliberate policy action is required to motivate their take-up. Six, climate change demands an international response based on a shared understanding of long-term goals and agreement and frameworks for action. Key elements of future international frameworks should include emissions trading, technology cooperation, action to reduce deforestation and adaptation, because poorest countries are the most vulnerable to climate change. So that's it, the Stern Review. In many ways, if you only have one book, it would be the Stern Review. But of course, there are now tens, dozens, hundreds of others of books for and against climate change. There are some people who feel that he's too modest in his aspiration. Although he does say five degrees might occur, there's a 50% chance of it, he's still a two degrees centigrade man. And this is probably a very optimistic, conservative estimate of the amount of change that's going to occur. So I've got three questions for you to reflect on. Firstly, if people were saying to you that they doubted whether climate change was real, significant, and cause of mankind, how would you argue with them? What evidence would you bring forward? Secondly, think of the health service. The carbon footprint of the health service is very significant, and we have a sustainable development unit. So what would you do if you were in charge of the health service? Where are the main causes of carbon in healthcare? I can tell you that only one-fifth of the carbon comes from heating and lighting buildings. The rest is from the activities of clinicians and patients. And then thirdly, if you think of clinical practice, how could the decisions that doctors and patients make reduce the carbon footprint of the health service? So there's three questions to think on. But obviously, climate change is far, far bigger than affects healthcare. And if you want to get one good source of the range of theories and proposals that people now support, most people now support, and I would say the support is getting stronger every year, look at The Economics of Climate Change by Nicholas Stern, known for shorthand as the Stern Review. <laughs>